0: This is Sean Mandoli and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope this message meets you where you are and elevates you to where God is taking you. Enjoy the message. What's up everybody? Welcome once again to Hopeland at Home. I am so stoked to be here with you and we're going to continue our series uh, God's plan is secure. So this is God's plan is secure part two. And so I am so stoked to be here. And we're going to jump right into this uh, today. And let's just open up in prayer. And then we're going to get into the work. So Father, we thank you, Lord, uh, for what you're doing in our lives. And we thank you, God, for visiting and making yourself known in the hearts and lives of people today through your word. Holy Spirit, we invite you into every home, into every heart, wherever people are right now. Lord, I invite you to speak to them, Holy Spirit, through the the preached and taught word today. And we thank you for victory and joy today in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. All right, here we go. And so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, two stories in the Bible about showing how God's plan is secure that in these stories in scripture, one in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament, where uh, there were unfavorable things happening and God's plan came through it uh, and God's people came through it. And uh, we're going to get through what we're in right now. And so, because God's plan is secure. So just look at the person next to you and tell them God's plan is secure. Very good. I appreciate the particip- participation today. And so um, if you want to open your Bibles to First Samuel chapter 17, and this is the story uh, about David and Goliath. I'm not going to read the whole story, um, but as you turn your Bibles to First Samuel 17, I'm just going to kind of uh, preface some of it, kind of give a little intro to this, and then we'll jump into a couple of scriptures in there. Um, but so just so you can see the context, as you have it there in your Bible, um, the Philistines gathered at a place that belonged to Judah, which means praise. So the enemy camped out in a place called praise. And so this is, I know, I'm going quick here. My first point is this, the battle you're fighting is over your praise. At the end of the day, everything you are going through, every battle you are fighting through, every time you feel like the enemy or the devil is attacking you in whatever way, at the end of the day, it's going to resort to who are you going to give praise to? This enemy, the Philistine army, camped in a, in a place called praise. And that was God's land, God's territory. And the enemy was there, present and doing their thing. So here it is. The devil's trying to rob you of your praise. The warfare is always over worship. It's always about your worship. And if you can praise and worship through where you are now, I'm telling you right now, you're going to come out in victory. There's something about praise and worship that, and sometimes in our situations, that they can be so rough and so real and so daunting and whatever, fill in the blank. Uh, Maybe think about the worst situation you're in. If you can praise through that and worship through that, you're going to come out stronger, more mature in your walk with God, and you're going to grow in your relationship with God. It always will resort to your praise and your worship. So Saul and the the Israel army um, set, the Bible says, set the battle in array against the Philistines. Um, You know, so they were doing what they do. They're an army. They got Goliath and the Philistine army there. And they're like, yeah, let's go. It was just another day at the office. And and so that's really what they they were coming out against them. They were ready. Anybody out there? When you feel like you're being attacked or going through something, the devil's attacking you, lying to you, whatever it is, um, and you're like, "Man, I'm gonna come against. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight through this. I'm gonna get my Bible out. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna get around the right people. I'm gonna do what I'm called to do. And um and that's what God's people did. You know. Um, and so, and once again, another day at the office. Um, um, and so then, it goes on to explain, as you can see, it explains Goliath's armor. I mean, and it, just how big this guy was. How intimidating this guy was. You know, how monstrous this guy was. It even specifically says that the coat of mail, his, what, we, what he wore over him, his coat of mail, metal, you know, brass, weighed 5,000 shekels of brass. I have no idea what 5,000 shekels of brass are, but it's a lot. Okay, it is a lot. Not sure the weight, but the Bible explicitly explains how intimidating this guy was. I mean, and it breaks down. You can go yourself and do your own little Bible study at your house because that's all we're doing right now. Anyways, we're hanging out the house, so you can go and Google it or something. And maybe you just DM me or message me. Let me know what five thousand shekels of of brass is. How much is that? How much does that weigh? But the point is, the man, this 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 giant was intimidating. We've all, been, we've all faced things that seem so insurmountable, so much bigger than us. This, this was a reality uh, that this is what they were facing. It was a reality, a very intimidating situation. Verse 10. Here we go. We're going to read the word here. Verse 10 and 11. 1 Samuel 17, verse 10 and 11. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel, here it is, heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Check it out. Goliath didn't do anything. He did not um, raise a finger. All he did was talk. All he did was open his mouth. Many times the devil has, you know, he has no right to us. But when he talks, it starts to affect us. I've experienced that that when when the devil is speaking to me, tempting me, discouraging me, um, saying words of death and discouragement to me, um, maybe through other people, maybe through my own, maybe just into my own um, soul and mind, just speaking things. um, And it says they were dismayed and greatly afraid. It's it's amazing if you take a step back is this guy was just talking. He didn't do anything. They had a whole army. And, and his words. So many people, here we go. I'm going to read something from my notes. Many people stop or jump ship in their walk with God simply because of the words of the enemy. And that word defy, He say, you know, I will defy the armies of Israel. It means to expose by stripping, to shame, to defame. It's just words of shame words of discouragement, to expose by stripping. Think about, you know, literally that's what he was trying to do is to, is to shame God's people with his words. That's what the devil tries to do is he tries to condemn us. The Bible says that he is the accuser of the brethren. Think about that. The devil uses his mouth more than anything, all right? And so when they heard these words, this is what it means. And I want you to really think about this is when you hear the words of the enemy, you need to be, you need to be mindful and you need to know uh, and not to receive them. And so this is what it really means when it says he heard, they heard the words. This They didn't just hear them as if like, oh, I heard a noise or I, I heard um, a clap or I hear music. This This took it a step further. They heard the words, which means they carefully considered. They, they, they gave consent to what was said. They obeyed what was said. Let me encourage you here. We cannot uh, carefully consider and give consent to the voice of the enemy in this time and in this season. We cannot obey by any means, any way, the voice of the enemy in this season. All right, so right here, First Samuel 17, 10 and 11, just the last part of verse 11. Once again, it says, uh, as a result, uh, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, words, words are powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We, I want you to do this. You're You're going to receive words of life this week. You are not going to receive words of death. You are not going to receive words of confusion. Refuse to receive words that are contrary to God's word. Come on, somebody. So when Saul and all Israel heard these words, they gave consent, they obeyed, they, they, they gave into it. It says this, they were dismayed. Everybody say dismayed and greatly afraid. Everybody say greatly afraid. All right, here we go. Dismayed means this. This is what it did. This is what it means to be dismayed by the words of the enemy. By using confusion and fear, this is what he did, this is what Goliath did. By using confusion and fear, he caused them to break down, be discouraged, and terrified. You see the domino effect of the voice of the enemy if we receive it. You have authority to refuse it. In Christ, you have authority to not receive it, to refuse it, to tell the words. or things I say in my own prayer time and times where I'm saying, I command every word of the enemy to fall to the ground and die. I curse the word of the enemy and the voice of the enemy. I refuse it, okay? And so, dismayed. Um, And then greatly afraid. This is heavy, guys. I'm right here in your living room here. But this is what happens when the people of God listened to the voice of the enemy once again, Goliath, intimidating big guy, actually five five thousand shekels of silver is actually um, well over a hundred pounds. Okay, how did I come up with that? Well, we took a break and I got some intel. So, so that he's just went it. So he's just he is intimidating this creature, if you will, uh, this giant. But when it says that they were greatly afraid, it means they reverence the word. Now, this is what I mean by this is heavy is when we allow the devil to steer, steal our praise and our worship, we end up worshiping the wrong thing. They began to reverence, worship. I know that's a heavy word. They began to worship the voice of the enemy. That's what greatly afraid means. It's the same term used in the fear of the Lord that we reverence him. We honor him. When the voice of the enemy speaks and you don't refute it, you don't refuse it you will begin inadvertently um, begin to reverence it. So our actions show us who we're really worshiping. And so I want to encourage you that you don't allow the devil to dismay you and don't allow him to make you greatly afraid. When our praise to God is stripped from us, we end up worshiping our issues or the things, or the situation, or the voice of the enemy. They were greatly afraid, or they reverenced. All right, I, I, I don't think anybody in their heart, a follower of Christ, would ever say, would ever do that. But when we allow the voice of the enemy to take root in us, and our actions are the result, and our, our thinking and our actions are the result of something he said, that's really what we're doing, church, is we are worshiping the voice of the enemy instead of worshiping the God who created the word of life. Amen, somebody. All right, here we go. Now let's go down. Something changed, though. Somebody showed up. This kid showed up named David, and everything changed. All right. Um, and so you can read this story, but I'm going to go down to verse 26 and check this out. Then David. Come on, somebody needs to show up and do something. I'm going to tell you right now, you're the one called to show up and change what everybody else is accepting. You're the one that's called to show up and to bring joy where there's where there's depression. You're the one called to show up and, and bring peace where there's confusion and fear. You're the one called to show up and bring, and bring uh, the word of the Lord when everybody's listening to the voice of the enemy. This young boy showed up. Everybody's listening to the wrong thing. And he had some questions, all right? Then David spoke to the man who stood by him, verse 26, saying, what shall be done for the man who kills his Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? So what, check it out. He didn't do anything to them physically, but there was already a reproach on Israel because of his words. So you got to, I'm here to tell you, words are powerful and words can change an environment. So David shows up. Because Israel wasn't moving forward, there was a reproach on them. The voice of the enemy was working and shaming them. They were in a place of shame simply because of what Goliath said. Those words change the environment and put a reproach on God's people. We are the type of people, we're not going to receive those kind of words. We're not going to receive that reproach. Don't allow anybody or anything ever speak something over you that is that is contrary to the word of god and 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 his love for you and acceptance of you and forgiveness of your sins and the healing of your soul and his and that you are fearfully and wonderfully made all that good stuff in the word of god is what god says about you and so and who takes away uh, the reproach from israel for who here it is for who is this uncircumcised philistine That he should defy or shame the armies of the living God. Here's my next point. Be the one that silences the enemy. You got to be the one that steps up and changes the environment. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do that. Um, Just recently... um, I was picking up my son from school, not so recently, because they've been at the house all day. And, uh, and so I am their teacher right now, my wife and I. Please pray for us. Um, but we are enjoying it to some degree, and, and it's challenging in other ways. Uh, and so, um, but sometime back, um, a couple months ago maybe, at the most, I picked him up. And there were these kids that uh, were playing tag. And the one that was it was like a smaller little kid. And, 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 and uh, they started to make fun of him. And, um, and Nico was one of the ones he was trying to tag. And he couldn't catch Nico either because my son's like super fast. Um, he gets those genes from me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Um, uh, gets them from my wife. Uh, she's much faster than me. Um, but, uh, so, but Nico was like, wait a minute. They, they started to make fun of him. And Nico ran up. And I just thought this was really cool that he just, he just changed it. And he said, hey, tag me, tag me. So Nico's like, I'm going to let him tag me because I know I can catch these people. And so Nico took the shame and reproach. I know it's a little thing. They're just playing a game. But I saw this as a father. I was so proud of him. But he took the shame. This boy was getting bummed out and discouraged. Because he couldn't catch these bigger guys. But Nico said, hey, tag me, tag me. And then Nico ran out and went out and tagged somebody. So, so we got to be like Nico, right? We got to step up in when, when somebody's being done wrong or shamed or the, the devil's attacking. We got to step up and, and fight for them and help them. And Nico, Nico stepped in and changed something. You got to be like a David and be the one that silences the voice of the enemy, okay? Uh, somebody must rise up. And silence the enemy and and here it is he um, he was uncircumcised that means he was outside of covenant with God and he's like look man guys we have a promise on our life promises Uh, God made a covenant with Abraham Abram he was circumcised and and that was a sign of the covenant that he was separate unique and whole and and, in the new covenant says we are the true circumcision who worship. He's like, this guy's not even a worshiper. He is not in covenant with God, has no relationship with God. And you guys are fearful of him? David's like, look, I got a promise on my life. I'm circumcised. I'm in covenant with God. I, there's an agreement I have with the God of the, the universe. And, and his agreement with me is to bless me and, and to and to provide for me and to bring favor on my life. And here we are with a covenant people. And we are fearing a man that's not even a worshiper. And a fear, fearing a giant that's not even a worshiper. And, and that's what it was. The fight was over worship. He's like, man, I'm a worshiper. And, and we need to go forth in our boldness simply because of who God is. And is a covenant in agreement with us. All right. So now let's go to Matthew chapter four, verse one. We're gonna read another story in, in the word um, about somebody going through something. Uh, look at the person next to you and tell them, I'm going through it. All right? Say it again. Look at somebody and tell them, I am going through it. Okay? I'm going, I am moving, okay? Um, just like the children of Israel in that story as you're turning to Matthew chapter 4, uh, they, they accepted it. They weren't moving. And it brought reproach on them. And David showed up and things changed. He ended up killing the giant, chopping his head off, and God's people moved forward. Okay? Uh, they got their praise back. Judah uh, was inhabited by the enemy. They were trying to steal their praise. And David came in and said, no, this is not the new normal uh, army of Israel. King Saul, this is, this is abnormal, but we're going to walk through it and we're going to be victorious through it. Okay, So here we go. Next story, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. This is when Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness. Uh, starting in verse 1, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights... After, afterward, he was hungry. Verse 3. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Think about it. Here it is once again. The man is hungry. He's in the wilderness. And what did the devil do? The devil said, Here come some words again. All right. And the tempter came to him and said, When the devil comes to you, The first thing thing he's going to do is say something. And he said, if you are the son of God, questioned his identity, command "command that these stones become bread. Excuse me. Verse 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Okay. And so here it is. The devil said, but I love how Jesus responded. Jesus is our example. He's our example of how to do life. And when he was in a situation where he was being tempted and the voice of the enemy was literally talking in his ear, he responded with the word, his own words. The way you're going to conquer the devil, number one, it's gonna be the word coming out of your mouth. I'm gonna say it again. You feel like you're fighting the devil, you can't get victory over him, I can, I can. I, we can all take it all the way back to what's coming out of your mouth, the words in your mouth, the words, by your words you are justified and by your words you're condemned. Once again, I said this earlier, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Your victory is in your words and your defeat is in your words. So you gotta combat, combat the enemy with your words. All right? And this is another thing. You know, in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, beautiful psalm. Um, It says that um, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I I will fear no evil. Think about that. Walking through the valley. He's saying something. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And so... This is my last point. Uh, the season you, you are in will change. It ain't nothing but a season. Okay? And we, you know, in the, in, in the season we are in as, as a church, um, as um, a city, a nation in the world, the world is literally in the same season. We are in a season right now. And I'm here to tell you right now, it's going to change. This is just a season. We don't have to accept the negatives in a season as forever because they are in a season. Um, And seasons change, okay? And just, you need, we need to remember that. That where you are right now is just a season and that season's gonna change, all right? So once again, I walk through, I walk through, I walk through, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, the children of Israel, even if you look, uh, some of us were talking about this before the recording here, but um, even in the Bible, when God's people were in in captivity in multiple environments in scripture, Egypt, Babylon, under Persian rule, Um, the people of God ended up coming out. Egypt, they came out. Babylon, they came out. When that Persian ruled, they came out of Babylon. And so you read Ezra chapter one, they were released. The season changed, okay? And so we need to maintain faith and be resilient in our faith. No, hey, this ain't nothing but a season. And I'm not going to absorb where I am, the environment I'm in as eternity. Even check this out. COVID-19. 19 19 stands for the year. I mean, even by definition, that thing is defined by time. It's not COVID eternity, COVID eternal. It's COVID-19, all right? And in our faith, we're going to walk through this. And I'm saying this to you for the purpose of your own soul and your own mind, that where you are right now, be encouraged. Allow God to speak to you to that this ain't nothing but a season, all right? This is not the new normal. This is abnormal, and we're walking through this together. We're going to learn from this, and we're going to make changes for the better. I think we're going to appreciate things a lot more. Some of us might appreciate hugs and high fives a little more. Hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll appreciate the fact that we can gather as a community in one location, Man. Uh, uh, and so that's all great. that That's things we learn from this. But this right here, in any situation you're in, a trial, trouble, circumstance, temptation, it is just a season. All right, here it is. Matthew chapter four, verse eight. Let's read this again. The devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, verse nine, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. What did I say? To begin with the battle, you're fighting is over worship. It's over praise. Okay. Um, Verse 10, then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. Used his words. You have the authority in Christ to tell the devil where to go. You don't obey him. He obeys the word of God inside of you, the word of God coming out of your mouth and coming from your heart. That is the authority you have over the enemy and the voice of the enemy. That's what he said. Away with you, Satan. Get out or go. Satan, go in Jesus' name. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him. The devil had to obey. And behold, Angels came and ministered to him, came and ministered to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? The Bible does say that, that the angels give heed according to the word. So when Jesus spoke the word, it is written, told the devil to go. Angels responded, I believe. And this is, this is such a, a spiritual um, reality for believers that our words release angels so in your season, he was in a in a tough season, forty days, forty nights, not eating, being tempted of the devil. Wow, you know that was rough. And in his human experience, we go through seasons like that 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 are like that. But your words will bring angels into your season. Wow. And so I just want to encourage you guys to do that. And so let's do this here. Um, um, I just want us to pray together. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to invite people to, to accept Christ right now, right here. And, and um, let's do that right now. So I want to pray for you first. And then I'm going to ask those out there that are watching this that don't know Christ to accept him today. So, Father God, I just pray for everybody um, that is, has received this word. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you empower them to fight the fight to worship you. I pray that they would, they would be the ones that step in and silence the voice of the enemy for other people and for their own life. And, Lord, I thank you, Father God. And I and I just speak grace and and Lord our words Lord I pray that our words um, spiritually release angels into our situation into our homes into our circumstances to minister to us just as they just as they did for Jesus and and Father God I pray your favor on your people and that they walk through this Father God seeing what you're gonna do and what you are doing in the now and I thank you where you're taking us as a church and as a community in your will and in your purpose in Jesus name. I hope you enjoyed the message and my prayer is that it inspired and challenged you. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and to stay connected, just follow us on social media. Remember, There's always hope, and your future in God is great.